0: Thank you to Studio Sweden Headphones for sponsoring this episode of the podcast.
1: Ooh.
0: What up? We got a great sponsor here with Studio Headphones. They make uh, some great headphones, and uh, Phoenix has been trying out their pair of the Regent headphones for a couple weeks now. At this point, what do you think, Phoenix? Um, I love the headphones. I use them all the time. Whenever I'm listening to music or whenever I'm editing uh, some
2: videos or something, I like the ability to be able to plug in and plug out, um, or go wireless with the headphones. It really helps me out when I'm editing, or when I'm listening to music, when I'm just hanging out. Uh, I love the look, they're, I got the white pair and they just look great.
0: Um, they're really comfortable. I like really love these headphones yep most uh headphone brands only offer you technology or style not with studio they offer you both in a convenient affordable package and if you want to make those headphones a little bit more affordable for you use code film at checkout it lets them know that you heard about them from us and uh you know it makes this collaboration worthwhile for everyone so use code film all capital letters all together for 15 percent off any purchase at studiosweden.com what a steal what a steal thanks so much guys
1: on with the show and now on with the show
2: Hello, and welcome to our fantastic 4th of July episode of Film Fracas. Firework, happy, firework, 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 firework. happy Independence Day to our American listeners. Firework, firework,
0: firework, firework. Also firework, a happy firework.
2: Independence Day to all of our non-American listeners. Firework, firework,
0: firework, firework Who firework. doesn't
2: love fireworks? Nobody. I don't. Oh. <laughs> this <is my> <laughs> um, uh. I am Carter Spilliards, one of your hosts. Uh, joining me today, we have Barrett The Rock Johnson.
3: Happy to be here.
0: And, uh, Robbie DeShitter DeShazer. Wow. Oh. This, is a, show, this is a family
3: show, Cartoon. It's a
0: family show. You're going to bring up my middle school trauma. I am. <laughs> That's what we're getting into this episode. One oh, sad firework. We're getting into... <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh... Great. Oh Anywho, uh, today <laughs> we thought um, we're gonna have a pretty calm episode. I think we're not actually yeah. gonna do any fracasing this episode. Yeah, just it's gonna a be different. Fun episode.
0: Sit around. Yeah. You know, a good one to yeah. uh, sit and drink a nice yeah. beer. Exactly. They... Listen
2: to you yeah. know before the fireworks start. There's always that awkward period. I find at like eight after thirty. 8 lunch, 30. Well, it's like, before, like well, like oh well, yeah. There's the after lunch barbecue before the night when it's fireworks. People are playing games. People usually take naps and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's when you wanna you can listen to it. You can listen to it in those that fucking like 30 minutes from 8:30 to to 9 or 9 to 9:30 yeah, well, when you're waiting, for, when to, you're like, waiting for the fireworks enough. but it's not dark enough so you know they are coming yeah. and it feels like it takes forever and you, your little cousin's like burned
0: his <laughs> eye with a sparkler yeah no like everyone's having just to deal yeah with that. just just sit <laughs> in the lawn chair and listen to listen uh, to some film fracas. yeah don't care about your cousin's uh, third degree burns exactly from that uh, exactly uh,
3: uh, who who uh, gave the, him a lighter he's 5 exactly God, i remember there was one year my uh, younger brother he had a sparkler and he was wearing sandals Oh, and, uh, yeah. like, the actual, like, portion of the, the sparkler, like, that actually, like, got burned, mm-hmm. like, fell off and fell, like, right in the smack dab middle of ooh. his foot. Yikes. And ooh, we had a... <laughs> there were waterworks before the fireworks, let me fireworks. tell you. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, you can go back in my Instagrams from forever ago and see uh, the, two bo- the two giant bottle rockets, you know, the much mm-hmm. larger than yeah. normal. Uh, two giant bottle rockets stuck into a uh, very nice cowboy boot. From a couple Fourth of Julys ago, uh, the most American thing I've ever done. So <laughs> it's an
3: exciting time. Uh, yeah, why didn't we
0: get Captain America to guest on the show? Oh. I don't know. But so uh, you forgot to yeah. get Captain America <laughs> to guest on your Fourth of July episode. By the by, the time this <laughs> comes out, that's an old meme. It is. But, uh, so... Still a good
2: one. What we're gathered here on this beautiful American <laughs> day to talk about, um, oh we're gonna be, uh, recommending movies. We do this at the hey, end of every episode. I thought it would be fun, and the other guys agree. Um, we're gonna sit around and talk about... Just talk about just movies just we talk like. talk about more movies we like, yeah. and that we think you also watch, and so we each carefully curated a list of, uh, five <laughs> films to recommend um, These aren't necessarily
0: for your Fourth uh, of July. Yeah, no, like, no, no, <laughs> But it's just Just in general, things. that we like
2: um, yeah. and that we thought would be yeah. good. We're um, going we to do a one at a time? Yes, and um, before, we, before we get started, um, just from all of us here at Film Fracas... We're gonna go ahead and 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 recommend for your Fourth of July pleasure a
3: group recommendation.
2: The immortal uh, Independence Day resurgence. No, but it's it's predecessor.
3: Untitled Independence Day three. No,
0: Untitled uh, Independence Independence Day Day four. No, (laughs) they're they're immediate. Untitled (laughs) Independence Day prequel. The Third of July. Seventeen seventy six. Ooh, also a good Fourth of July movie. No Independence Day. Oh. July 4th. Why it's fantastic. did you just say it?
2: ID4, it's great. It's great. Can't beat it. Um, the of March. On Independence Day, I mean, Bill Pullman's speech, mm-hmm. um, perhaps still, to me, the most motivational speech in anything should ever, I, just I think about this. under, so. put it underneath? Just <laughs> I think you ought to put a little bit of it under it.
1: Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist and should we win the day the fourth of july will no longer be known as an american holiday but as the day when the world declared in one voice we will not go quietly into the night we will not vanish without a fight we're going to live on we're going to survive today we celebrate our Independence Day!
0: That's good. Okay, and we're back. Alright. You should <laughs> so, just have a like,
3: grand old flag just playing <laughs> underneath the entire episode. It's, it's, it Stars well. and stripes. I, just all the patriotic yeah, might, marches. Might as well. So Could you please do that? Just like lightly playing in the background <laughs> of the entire episode. I don't know if <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> Come on. Brett, anyway. uh,
2: would you like to get started with your first um, recommendation? My first recommendation. our fantastic July 4th episode?
3: Yes. Uh, here's a movie. Uh... Uh, the nineteen eighty five science fiction film, Uh, Cocoon. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it, but I really like this movie. I think it's overlooked a lot. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Yes, Wilford Brimley. Uh, Don Amishay. Don Amishay won an Oscar for it. Blows my mind. But uh, it's it's just it's such a like it's a real touching movie. Like when you think about it, uh. I oh, don't know, should I give like a brief synopsis or like, yes. Go for it. Okay. Uh, sell so... people on it? <laughs> okay. But so no this... spoilers. Okay, so the synopsis of this movie is that uh Atlantis does exist. Uh, the people of Atlantis or like it's I forget if it's Atlantis or like extraterrestrials that like live at the bottom of the ocean. I think
2: it's aliens. What? I think it's aliens. Like the extraterrestrials yeah, yeah, the they, they they are yeah.
3: aliens. I, I forget if they're like yeah. from Atlantis or like oh, their yeah. civilization is believed to be Atlantis anyway, regardless, Whatever. these aliens that live at the bottom of the ocean, like bottom of the Atlantic, uh, they have to go back to their home planet for some reasons, but uh, they have to leave a lot of their people behind in these stasis pods or cocoons uh, because they don't have enough of their like co- like their collective life force to bring them all back, and so they. Put them, they find this abandoned pool house, and they leave them in the pool that they fill with some of their life force. And so the aliens go off, but then like a group of them come back. But uh, in the time, in between all that, uh, there's this retirement home right next to it. And so this group of guys, Wilford Broomley, Don Amache, and somebody else, find this pool, go swimming. And they realize they feel a lot stronger and like, feel a lot more invigorated and youthful. And so the aliens come back and realize, hang on, someone's been using our pool or someone's been using the pool. And so then it's about the aliens confronting or not confronting, but like finding these people and these old people being like, well, we want to live too. And it's about that. And it's like, there's a whole lot of heart to it. And just, it's, I think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's got one of, at least to me, it's got one of the saddest scenes in a movie that I've ever seen. So take that how you will. But yeah, it's, it's good.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Robbie? Oh, my first recommendation. I'm going to go with uh, 2015's Anomalisa, um, a fantastic film uh, written and directed by Charlie Kaufman. Uh, I got to see it, uh, I just a little bit of a brag there, I got to see it with uh, producer uh, Dan Harmon talking about it, doing a QA and a afterwards. Really fascinating. Uh, so, not a movie I would have watched except if I hadn't had the opportunity to meet dan harman and ended up just absolutely loving it uh for those of you who don't know what it's about uh it's about an author who kind of who talks about customer service i believe is his specialty mm-hmm. um but he um goes to this conference to speak about his book and about his specialty and he meets this woman named lisa and it's kind of about his adventures and his existentialism on that it's a very beautiful watch it's a Claymation or puppet. An- um, stop motion. Yeah, stop motion for sure. Um, that was the word I was looking for. Um, but it's very fantastic. Uh, Tom Noonan voices everyone who is not uh, Michael or Lisa, and that's just a fantastic little fun part of it. Um, it's a great watch. Um, kind of a slow burn, but it's, uh, it's really beautiful. I think it's well written. It's well directed. Definitely one of my recommendations. I think it's slept on by a lot of people. So go check it out if you haven't checked it out yet.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, my first recommendation is going to be 1975's uh, The Man Who Would Be King, starring uh, Sean Connery, Michael Caine, and Christopher Plummer. Can't beat Can't those, be.
0: those, yeah. <laughs> those being your Kevin Spacing.
2: Yeah. Those being your. Your. Uh, <laughs> that just. That's. Uh, it's a weird way to think of it. No. No. Not, no. Anywho, the movie's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's really good. It's about two uh, British former soldiers decide to set them up as um, set themselves up as kings in Kafiristan, a fictional Middle Eastern country uh, where no white man has set foot since Alexander the Great, and um, it's a really interesting um, kind of look at uh at kind of the the greediness of man <laughs> as they kind of <laughs> enter this city where, you know, they all where they're very quickly treated as like gods and they become king and it, the fame very much goes to their heads. Yeah. And they're two very like kind of get rich quick kind of people. <laughs> and so it's a really interesting look at this at the kind of fragility of of man and also the greed and, and how people succumb to it so easily, so I absolutely love it. I highly recommend it.
3: Um, so this sounds like a more uh, a live action mature version of The Road to El Dorado, a in, little in, bit in, a way, in, a, of, in yes. a way, kind of yes, much more mature though.
2: Before it though, yes, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Away, well before, way, before. <laughs> way before it, but uh, I quite enjoy it.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh. Uh. My my next macron, rec, my next recommendation is going to be the animated 2012 movie Justice League Doom. It was a direct-to-video, I believe, uh, and it's a comic book movie based on DC Comics. Uh, And the premise is Batman has made these contingency plans to neutralize the other members of the Justice League in case they should ever go rogue for one reason or another. But someone has stolen these plans and altered them to kill, and so it's about the Justice League like being torn down finding out Batman has done this and so then there's the internal rift in the league that they got to deal with while also trying to find the villain villains and it's just it does it does such a good job of bringing like having so many characters in one movie providing equal time to all of them and having it all be like on the same level it's all meaningful no one gets like no one rides in the back seat at all and just and then even the villains like get a good amount of time and it's just like it, it's a it, oh it's really good it's just and the the fight scenes are very well animated and just yeah I, yeah I think it's great
0: all right I have not seen justice League doom it's uh, sat in my various queues and all the different <laughs> streaming services it's, it's, it's been very old. good but it's always uh, been one I've mm-hmm. looked forward to watching. <laughs> I have um, it we should watch it we should watch we, it we should <laughs> let's right do now. it stop the episode stop the, oh, stop oh. the episode <laughs> no not really though. Um, anyway my second recommendation will be uh, 1998's Rushmore uh, the second film by uh, oh. modern auteur Wes Anderson <laughs> <laughs> ooh modern auteur <laughs> <laughs> Robbie oh, doesn't oh, watch oh. movies
3: Robbie watch films
0: oh, oh, Robbie oh. doesn't go to the movies fancy. Robbie goes to the cinema the cinema Fancy. I know. I'm super fancy. No. <laughs> um, it's the um, debut of Jason Schwartzman playing the main character Max Fisher. Uh, it also stars the fantastic Bill Murray. Um, and it's just, it's very well written. It's one of my favorites to just watch on an afternoon. Um, I love the story. I love the carefully curated soundtrack that Wes Anderson puts together for it. Um, it's one of his collaborations with Owen Wilson, writing-wise. Which I think tend to be Wes Anderson's best films, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, but it's got a great cast, it's got some great moments in it. Uh, you know, we'd like to joke about or Carter and I talk about the O R scrubs. Oh are they? Oh are they? It's a lot of fun. If you haven't watched it and you got you know if you got into Wes Anderson more recently with Moonrise mm-hmm. Kingdom, the Grand Budapest Hotel, or Isle of Dogs, really go back and check out some of his early work. Yeah,
2: you definitely see him grow on a scale that's mm-hmm. insane if you watch rushmore bottle rocket and then you watch grand budapest hotel i mean they seem God.
0: different but the trade you know just the sheer scale of the movies yeah. is absurd how the how trademarks quickly that have become the wes yeah. anderson you know mm-hmm. touchstones mm-hmm. are there from the yeah. very beginning and i think it's fantastic i think it's maybe my favorite wes anderson movie Definitely one of my favorite movies to just watch at any point in time. If anyone's like, hey, you want to watch Rushmore? I'm always down. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. I think you guys should love it. Check it out.
3: I still need to see
0: Isle of Dogs. It was I, it was I, pretty I, good. I,
3: I never got to see it. Anyway. anyway.
0: Anywho. Um, it's <laughs> the solo of uh, Wes Anderson movies, in my opinion. It's smack but, dab in the middle. For me, ranking-wise. I,
2: I liked it. It pretty good.
3: But... <laughs> Tell us what other movies are pretty good, Cardi.
0: Well, my
2: uh, second recommendation is um, 2003's Secondhand Lions. Um, I have always, 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 always loved this film. Um, I actually picked it up, I think we picked it up at a blockbuster one day for like a Friday night, movie mm-hmm. night thing. I, I mean, I'd never heard of it at the time. None of us had. And we sat down and watched it, and we all absolutely adored it. Um, I've It's become one of my favorites since then. Um Stars uh, Haley Joel Osment, um, back when he was still a kid, Michael Caine again, look at that, and Robert Duvall mm-hmm. and Kier Sedgwick and um, it's a coming of age story about a you know a shy uh, young kid, and he's he's sent by his mother who's pretty irresponsible um, to spend the summer with his wealthy eccentric uncles in Texas, and so you get you get uh,
0: Michael Caine's entertaining uh, southern accent. You do. It's oh, one yeah. of the best parts of that movie. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, I grew it, up with this movie as a favorite of my grandmother. She picked it yeah. up uh, just randomly. I probably in a yeah. similar situation. Yeah, it was a you know a, I've a yeah, dollar I've benefit, like, Always, always loved something. it. Yeah, um, it very much. It basically it
2: follows this kid, and you kind of learn why his uncles why his uncles are so eccentric and wealthy, and where all of this came from, and wh- that they've lived quite interesting lives. And so you learn all about that. And it's really, it's really quite touching and heartwarming, and um, I wish more people had seen it. It's one of those movies where it's like I've seen it, and I wish more people will have seen it so that you know we could all baskets. enjoy it.
3: This is a movie people have been telling me I should see, and people have also been telling me I would like since I think the sixth grade. Like I've, like at least once every single year of my life from sixth grade to this point in time. Someone has told me that second-hand lions is so good, and that I should watch it. And I'm like, Are there actually lions in this movie? Some yes. people tell me yes, and some people tell me no. There is, and so I'm not sure what movie this is. There is, is but, a lion, but anyway, I should. There is, yes, I I should. There is a bunch of lions,
0: <laughs> but a fantastic choice. Yes, uh, would have been on my list if you didn't put it on yours. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, uh, my next one uh, is a bizarre one that. I don't know anybody else that's seen it besides me. But a uh, 2015 horror musical that was originally released in Poland, then it got an American release, uh, The Lure, also known as uh, Surki Dancingu in the traditional Polish. But uh, this is a dark, twisted take on, on The Little Mermaid, yeah. I guess. Which oh, is it is a, I heard about
0: this. It is a this. horror
3: musical about these two mermaids that find their way on land and the owner or a singer in a nightclub brings them in. One of them falls in love with her son or one of the actors there. And it's a... It it is something. Like, I've been telling people to see this since I saw it, but so far nobody has. But it's wild. It is something else. So yeah, I highly recommend it. I remember seeing this like relatively soon after seeing La La Land and this movie was going and they bust into this big musical number in like a department store and I was like, oh, that's right. This is also a musical. Go figure. But yeah, it's it's got killer mermaids. It's it's something. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, my third pick here, uh, this isn't going to make me seem any less pretentious after I set off tour and you guys can't. <laughs> Uh, is 1967's uh, Belle de Jour uh, by Louise Bunuel. Ooh, French. I, I know, see. I've got two French films on one oh, what, what, what of
3: What is the soup de jour? No, it's the Belle de Jour. Yes, what, what is the soup de jour? Hot hors
2: d'oeuvres?
0: <laughs> anyway, this film is fantastic. Uh, it's a great example of the early work of Catherine Deneuve, <laughs> uh, the French actress who is fantastic. I love her and just Catherine about Catherine Deneuve.
3: Who? Catherine Bigelow.
0: Can I make my recommendation? No. Oh. Well. <laughs> no, Bel sorry. Uh, no. Belle no. de Jour. Uh, Soup it's, de Jour. Th- sorry. It's, it's,
3: it's nice not being on the receiving end of it for a change. No, it's...
0: <laughs> I understand, but my last three get pretentious. I'm sorry. Um, but Belle de Jour is fantastic. Uh, a young, beautiful, uh, slightly frigid doctor's wife played by Catherine Deneuve. Uh, she has... She can't find it possible to be intimate with her husband and but does secretly harbor these fantasies of being dominated and humiliated there's some very graphic scenes in it it's not for children for sure um neither is this podcast I dropped a very hard mm. f-bomb earlier sorry um but <laughs> she uh becomes a prostitute but only works during the afternoons which gives her the uh you know the play on her name in the uh house, the brothel, is Belle du Jour, meaning, you know, soup Woman of the, the Day. Woman of the day, of the Day, as opposed to uh, Belle de Nuit, uh, which is um, the Woman of the Night, which is a common term for a prostitute. Batgirl? Sure. This movie's about bad girl. Is this before or after Les is It's a really good
3: is movie. Is there soup in this movie or not?
2: When, do, when does rat learn to cook?
0: You know... Toy Story? I didn't do this during of <laughs> any of your movies. I'm just it's, trying it's, to
3: it's the fact that you brought attention to it yourself. You're like, I'm going to seem so pretentious. You kind of, you kind of brought this on. Well, yourself. I brought the
0: pretentiousness to myself. I didn't bring the repeated harassment. <laughs> Sorry, we get uh, that. So uh, uh, sure like we, sure.
3: we have fun here at Film Fracas, do we? Maybe not. Robbie. Carter and I do. Right, Carter I? had Hunter?
0: a ton of fun. Yeah. A fantastic, it's a fantastic film. It really is. The costumes are very, very well designed by uh, Yves Saint Laurent. Um, they're just. It's a fantastic, beautiful film. Everyone should watch it at some point. It's a great example of Louis Bunuel's later work. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's available probably somewhere, I think, for sure, filmstruck, and mm-hmm. the Criterion Cor- yep. Collection.
2: Correction. So yes, please check out uh, Sylvia Plath's The Bell Jar.
0: I want soup now.
3: It's fantastic. I should go to Jason's. Um, oh, I know Jason Deli's <laughs> closed.
2: <laughs> My uh, third recommendation is 1967's Casino Royale. Uh, not Same year
0: people... uh, that came, the Belgian uh, Shore came out. Oh, fun fact!
2: Uh, not a lot of people know that there was an original Casino Royale, not the Daniel Craig one. Wait, does, does this thi- the one with
3: Daniel Craig? No. Does this movie have soup in it?
0: I don't
2: think
3: so. Uh, but see, um, that's how you answer a question about soup, Robbie.
0: I said I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was not sure. Anywho, okay, anywho, this um,
2: this movie kind of roughly follows the same storyline as Casino Royale. Um, it was it was does the first, he shoot a propane tank and make it explode? No, it was the first uh spoof or one of the first early spy spoofs, and it was specifically of James Bond. Um, and it's quite funny. It came out after the first four Bond movies, I believe. I believe there were four Bond movies out by the time this came out. Um, and it's it's really great. It stars um, David Niven, who's a fantastic, fantastic uh, British comedic actor. Um, it stars perhaps my favorite comedic, comedic actor of all time, Peter Sellers. Um, he's also absolutely hysterical in this film. Um, Ursula Andress plays the... Um, uh, plays the female lead um, and she was the Bond girl in Dr. No and so that's kind of her coming back and poking fun at that and then Orson Welles um, plays Le Chiffre, who is played by uh, Mads Mickelson in the new Casino Royale and this is one of one of his uh, later film roles. He, he didn't do very many on screen roles after
0: this one. Yes. Um, but, but large and in charge yep. Orson Welles. Yep. So but, uh, 60's seven. quite to, enjoyable. I'm trying to remember my Orson Welles uh, filmography here. Is this before, or after, after fake? Uh,
2: that is a good question. Right. So,
0: after fake was
3: so Casino Royale.
0: Seventy-five. So this is.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, so this, this 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 before. Casino Royale came out in '67, and this mm-hmm. was its own thing. Mm-hmm. But then there was the new mm-hmm. Bond Casino Royale, which was like a remake of the parody. Or? No,
2: because Casino Royale was the first book that that. It was Ian the first Fleming. that Ian Fleming wrote in the James Bond series. Okay. And the the story of it, of James Bond and Vesper Lind, who's the Bond girl, mm-hmm. and he goes and plays poker with chief. Right. that right. all is the storyline of the book. And um, at this point, they had not made a Casino Royale movie, um, okay. and so they took that and turned that story into the spoof of James Bond, and then later in 2007? Something. Something five. like five. Five. Um, when they made the Daniel Craig Bond, that was an honest to goodness adaptation okay. of the original Casino okay. Royale um, text. I, I, I always 2006, thought two thousand six.
3: I always thought Casino Royale like was a Bond movie that they just like remade for mm-hmm. some reason. I didn't know it was a parody. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, this is oh, this is the movie that's got uh, the music by uh, Burt Bacharach. Mm-hmm. Which oh, that, I've heard the soundtrack to Casino Royale, but I haven't seen it. Anyway.
0: Yeah. I quite enjoy. I've never seen it. I've looked forward it's, to seeing it. I've, you got it. I just got it on recently. recently. I've, it's
3: hard. I've never seen this or the James Bond Casino
0: Royale. The James like, Bond Casino Royale is one good. of three James Bond movies I've ever actually seen. I've only ever seen Skyfall. Oh, wow. <laughs> Casino Royale is my other favorite of the Daniel Craig
3: films. I, I remember Casino Royale came out and everybody was talking about it and
0: it's yeah. very, very good. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoy it.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Uh my next uh, recommendation and keeping on the whole 1967 train is uh, the old uh, 1967 suspense thriller wait until dark starring uh, audrey hepburn and i don't remember the actor's name but i'll uh, you know I'll look that up while i'm talking about it but uh, audrey hepburn is this blind woman who lives in an apartment by herself and uh, by some string of events, this doll that has had heroin sewn into it ends up in her possession. And so the drug dealers that... Uh, Alan Arkin, that's who it is. Mm-hmm. Alan Arkin's in this movie. He, oh, man, he plays a seedy, weaselly guy. And you, oh, <laughs> he's a guy you do not like. But uh, And so, like, Alan Arkin and his other, like, compatriots they like pose as like police officers and other people and they come like talk to Audrey Hepburn and like sneak into her apartment while she's distracted and like it's about her like figuring out some things not quite right and then like defending herself and like it's it's it, it's odd it was odd to me seeing Audrey Hepburn play a, like dramatic role like this but uh, it's it's good it's got it has a jump scare but it is probably like one of, if not the best, jump scares in, in film history of cinema. There's no soup in this movie. So. There's no
0: soup in that <laughs> What if there is soup in that movie?
3: <laughs> then I stand corrected.
0: <laughs> um, so my next pick is probably the one you're least likely to go see out of my picks, uh, which is Nineteen Nineties Central Park, which is a documentary by Frederick Wiseman. It is nearly three hours long, and unless you just are a Wiseman freak, you're not gonna love it. (laughs) But I think everyone should see this. It's my favorite uh, one. It's one of my favorite films from one of my favorite documentarians, Frederick Wiseman, of course, uh, who was very famous for his cinéma vérité approach, which is to set up a camera and just let what happens happen. Fancy. It's super fancy. actually the opposite
3: of is it about like the central park in uh, new york city oh so it's just like oh so it's just like people doing their thing so yeah
0: so what's nice about it is it's different scenes that so you just set up his camera for quite some time and it kind of cuts between some of the more interesting scenes and stuff that they caught uh there's an acting class that goes on outdoors Mm -hmm. with this very eccentric uh director teacher i don't know what you want to call him (laughs) Uh, who is fantastic? He's very fun to watch. My favorite segment in the entire movie is this uh, district, the Central Park District meeting, in which they discuss uh, moving the tennis courts from one section to another, from one area of the park to another, mm-hmm. uh, in order to make room for the amphitheater or something like that. I don't remember exactly why they're moving the tennis courts. They're discussing this, and the poor, uh, I guess, speaker of the board or whatever, the head of the board, has to keep reminding people, please, this meeting's been going on for two hours. Please, if someone else has already made your point, just say you agree with the point before you. Do not reiterate. And it just keeps cutting between people stating the same thing over and over again and this poor head of the board being like, once again, I would like to remind everyone to keep your keep your comments short and if you're only coming up to agree with someone who has spoken before you, just iterate that you are agreeing. Do not, do not restate the same thing. (laughs) Just this poor guy watching him slowly just hate his life. Uh, But it's it's really it's a lot of fun. Um, It's a very good background movie uh, because you can tune in for the scenes and the stuff that you like. Because it is you know it's nearly three hours. It's two hours and fifty six minutes. But it's a good watch if you can uh, get a hold of it. Uh, also if you're a friend of mine I definitely have it on DVD we can watch it whenever <laughs> um, but Central Park 1990 Frederick Wiseman watch any Frederick Wiseman movie actually um, but that's my recommendation there
2: and is there soup in it?
0: Uh, yes There's a we have a win finally, finally. that's finally. the one movie you're going <laughs> one movie, to watch one
2: movie with soup alright uh, my next film um, is a bit of a B movie uh, 2002's Reign of Fire. Um, this one kind of came and went, but it's it's an amazing piece of cinema. It's basically, <laughs> it's a set in a post-apocalyptic London. Um, I don't remember exactly what year. Something like 2028? I, I, don't, know. I don't remember. Somebody, we just watched it the other day. Yeah. Uh, something like that. But the crazy thing is, it stars Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale, and Gerard Butler before really any of the three of them were super famous.
0: <laughs> I guess uh, Christian M- M- just M- done M- a couple things.
2: Matthew McConaughey was the most famous at the time. Really? Yeah, he was the top build. Um, 2020. 2020. Oh, that's that's what that's what that's what it's, it's straight it's up 2020. It's it's 2020. two years. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's basically about them fighting dragons in post-apocalyptic London. And it's pretty insane just from that description. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's very dumb. And I quite enjoyed immensely It's 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 uh, it's a good popcorn movie to sit down and enjoy and turn mm-hmm. your brain off for a bit. For sure. Yeah, that, that's one of the movies
3: that I recently reviewed, and while it was fun and entertaining, I ultimately had to give it a thumbs down because it's not very good.
0: Oh, no, it's not great. Although, what he's talking
3: about. Although I, I do love the I, I do love the, I love the tagline. He didn't
0: like it because there was no soup in it. <laughs> Was there soup in this movie? Not that I remember.
3: But anyway, I love how the tagline is fight fire with fire because that's like, oh, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. That's like so simple, Mm -hmm. but also like so dumb. It's because, like, fight fire with fire. No, the dragons eat fire. Yes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) jeez. It's fun, but yeah. Yes, so that is my favorite. It is is a popcorn movie. Yeah, I quite know it. Alright, I'm gonna finish out my list of recommendations here with night, the nineteen seventy-eight animated movie Watership Down. This is not a popcorn movie. This is not a feel good movie. This is a oh kinda movie. <laughs> uh, it's about this group of rabbits that live on like a warren or in a meadow or something, and one of them has like a dream or nightmare or premonition that like it's gonna be like destroyed and everyone's going to die. And so this group of rabbits makes their way to uh, this new war in this down called Watership Down, but along the way they face all manner of stuff, like having to cross busy roads and uh, animals attacking them, getting caught in snares, and other rabbits attacking them, people rabbits getting shot, and it is dark, it is gruesome, it's bloody, and it's just it's very uncanny and like just. It's not a fun, feel-good yeah, movie, it's but, like, it's... not a great, fun, feel-good it's, movie. It's good, and Aww. it's just... It's another wild ride. I, re- I highly recommend it, though, because... Yeah, it shows that animation isn't just cartoons, isn't just superheroes and fun and less and everything. It's... Oh, yeah. Watership Down. It's something.
0: Yeah. Um, my final recommendation, uh, going back to that 1967 train here, um, is... Uh, and also, my second French film uh, is Jacques Tati's Playtime. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Jack uh, Titties? You know. <laughs> is there soup in it? We need to know. There's not soup in it. Okay. This is maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's incredibly funny, it's uh, incredibly well made, it's written and directed by Jacques Tati. And he's kind of the last example in my head of, you know, the classic slapstick character. You know, Charlie Mm -hmm. Chaplin had his tramp character. Buster Keaton had uh, all of his, you know, deadpan characters. And Jacques Tati had uh, Monsieur uh, Hulot, who um, is very similar to these. He's uh, kind of a bumbling uh, observer of the world around him. Uh, There's some great scenes. And for this whole movie, uh, Tati built essentially an entire high-tech Paris for, uh, his character to wander about, and there's just, there's some great, uh, very great cinematic moments, uh, with the apartments, and there's just a lot. I love this movie so much. Uh, Jacques chatti is one of my favorite directors. Um, uh, definitely check this movie out if you ever get the chance. It is absolutely worth every minute of it. Uh, one of my favorites of all time and my last recommendation because of that
2: (laughs) my uh my final recommendation is uh much like brett also a not feel good movie at all this is probably (laughs) the saddest movie i think i've ever seen um it is called it is 1998's what dreams may come um starring uh the late great another one of my favorite comedic actors of all time robin williams um This is him in a rare dramatic role. Um, I think he excels in all of his dramatic roles and all of his comedic roles. I think the man excelled in everything. I'm in the middle of reading his biography about David Inzikoff, (laughs) and it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Shout out to him. It's so good. Please read it. It's called Robin. Um, Besides that, the movie, Uh, What Dreams May Come, Uh, it's a drama about uh, Robin Williams as a father who uh, dies in a car crash. And he basically goes to heaven and um, searches heaven and hell to find his beloved wife because she has also died um, and his kids have died. It's very sad. Um, <laughs> but it's also very hopeful. It is
3: very hopeful. It is yeah. very much a message of hope it and is not a mu- giving up.
2: Yeah, it's a message about not giving up. But in the end, you're like, but they're all dead. So yeah,
3: it, it's, but, it's, uh, it starts off and it hits you and it's like... Oh no! But then, like yeah. as it goes along, it gets yeah less sad. But it is yeah. It's it, but very, yeah, it, it's, it's it's a not, very heavy film. It's a heavy. It's not a feel good, but it is a very hopeful yes. one. Yeah. So, so yeah, I absolutely I, adore. I it. love what dreams become. But made yeah, film.
2: Robin Williams, Cuba Gooding Jr. It's fantastic. That yeah. was my final recommendation. For and sure. with that, um, I think before we sign off, we ought to give a shout out
0: to our sponsor. Oh yes, before uh, so, Studio headphones. Studio headphones. They are still sponsoring the show for some god awful reason. Whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> what are we're, you talking about? We're a good show. <laughs> we are a good show. I like us. I like us too. You know what? Never mind. I'll let you guys take it.
3: <laughs> but yeah, Su- Studio Sweden. They uh, gave us a couple of a couple pairs of their Regent headphones, and they are oh, they're so good. They're stylish. The quality is fantastic. I've said this before and I'll say it again, they're not noise canceling, but you put them on and they might as well be noise canceling. You can't hear a thing when those things are on. And uh, yeah, they're, they are Bluetooth, but they come with a headphone jack cord. So it's like, yeah, Bluetooth when you want it or headphones when you want it. And it's uh, like, they're, they're so convenient. They're so good. The charge on them lasts a very long time. And they're just, yeah, they're very user friendly, which is what I really like.
0: Absolutely. Currently in the headphones market, uh, you can only get either style or technology, but luckily Studio is working to change all of that. Uh, they're offering these great headphones that also look so good. Uh, so if you want to get your hands on your own pair of Studio headphones, whether they're the Regents like Brett has or any of their other great pairs of headphones, uh, they can. you can go to their website, studio.com. And they've got so many great options there. They've got uh, everything from wireless earbuds to, you know, over-the-ear headphones like the Regents. And they're even their own, uh, you know, wireless earbuds similar to a certain other brand that I'm sure we can't mention or else we will get sued. But made for uh, <laughs> your phone that may or, not, may or may not be running on a certain system that's only available for one phone. I'm just trying to heavily imply that there is a competitor to it for a cheaper <laughs> price. Especially once you use the code filmfracis at checkout for 15% off your order. So, e- seriously, go check out studio.com, get yourself a nice pair of headphones, you know, you can use them to listen to the show after you get them. So, thanks for thank you to Studio headphones mm-hmm. for sponsoring the show. Uh, thank you to you guys for listening to us yes. uh, talk about sponsors. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. If you if you get a pair of Studio headphones, from, because of our recommendation send us a picture of you with them uh, tag us and Sudia so they know that uh, we sent you there yeah um, so with that um, that pretty much
2: wraps up our yeah. 4th of July spectacular um, you can find me on Twitter at C.A. Spilliards, like specifically in Yard and N.S. Um, my recommendation this week on top of the other five I've made today um, I can recommend TV show this time because we did a lot of movies uh, I highly 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 recommend if you ever ever seen the other Roland Emmerich movie Stargate the spin-off TV series Stargate SG-1 aired from 98 or 99 something like that to 2008 I think something like that um, ran for 10 seasons uh, a little over 200 episodes it's a long series, but if you like sci-fi it's very good sci-fi um, very consistent. Uh, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I highly recommend it. Go watch it. Watch it if
3: you're right. like sci-fi. Okay. Uh, you find me on Snapchat at Brett J-H-N-S-N number one Post a review of a movie as close to every day as I possibly can. If you like it, you don't like it. Send me a message, let me know if we can talk about it. Uh, I'm also going to be recommending a TV show this time. Uh, I'm going to be recommending the Spawn, the animated series that ran on HBO back in the 90s. Uh, Very dark, very mature, Uh, also very good. It's, uh, yeah, it's supernatural, it's fantastical. This guy makes a deal with the devil after he's killed, and it's about him trying to reclaim his memory, his life, his humanity, and it, like, yeah, it's yeah surprisingly sophisticated for an animated miniseries back in the 90s
0: very nice very you, nice
3: oh, oh. Uh, yeah sorry I just gonna an say uh, based on the comic books but you don't need to have read the comic books to understand what's going on
0: so that's oh, nice. Very nice it's always very, nice, very nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Robbie underscore uh, seriously go follow me on Instagram I'm gonna start posting some more live stuff uh, so you can follow me there um, hopefully you guys will like it Uh, I was going to recommend a television show, and then one of Carter's picks, actually, one of Carter's recommendations actually got me thinking about how, uh, I haven't recommended Dead Poet Society at all yet, (laughs) and it's one of my favorites. It's another dramatic, uh, Robin Williams role. It's a very, very good one. Um, check it out. Also
2: not a feel-good movie. Not a (laughs) feel-good movie. No one told me it wasn't a feel-good movie, and I watched it alone when I was sad one day, and it did
0: not help That's (laughs) a Great movie, though. It is a great movie. Uh, but, so, really good another pick to throw in there was reminded of it mm-hmm. um, but that's going to do it for us yep. today yes. on this bonus episode uh, of <laughs> yes everyone please enjoy
2: your 4th of July uh, drink responsibly say stay safe no don't no yes. one don't blow up
0: your hand with a yeah. firework yeah. even though don't, they are fun just, <laughs> don't do anything dumb cuz we have another episode I know. another you bonus episode available
2: about... yeah you want to be able to yeah. listen to our uh, next bonus our next episode. episode yeah okay hey. so well yes yeah thank you for listening stay Thanks. tuned Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Film Fracas. We know there are a lot of shows on the web, and we are so glad you took the time to listen to ours. Thank you, Brett Johnson, Robbie DeShazer, and Phoenix Zarola for helping to write and produce each episode of the show. There's no team behind Film Fracas, it's just us, so consider giving us a five-star review wherever you listen. It really does help get the word out. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Film Fracas. Once again, thanks for listening, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode.